what a weekend. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little, a little tired still. You know, it's inevitable. You go to those um, fiestas tradicionales of any pueblo in Mexico, and it's gonna be one hell of a time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good weekend, all things said and told, though. Do you have a good time? Yeah, yeah. I got to visit with some friends I don't get to see too often uh, yesterday, and uh, it. Uh, there's a, there's a place called the Natahala Outdoor Center that's like right on the Appalachian Trail. It's kind Ooh. of a cool little Say spot. Say that again. Uh, Appalachian. Say it again. <laughs> Appalachian. Oh, <laughs> kind of sounds cool when you say it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a cool <laughs> little spot over there. Um, like um, there, There's like the Natahala River over there and folks are doing rafting. and There's kind of like a spot where you can sit and like have dinner and watch the rafters come down. The, like the final rapid there. Do you um, ever get into that? I did when I was younger. Like like a lot of my friends that I was hiking with and that kind of thing, like like they got way into it. Like I like to go rafting, but they got into kayaking and um uh, I'm not really built for kayaking. I did try it, but Man, I got I'm not gonna lie, like uh Oh, you know what? Why don't we why don't we get this intro going? Let's pop that <laughs> off and then we can get right back into the kayak and chat uh <clears throat> Welcome listeners, gamers, non-gamers, PvEers, PvPers, and even NPCs. Chuck Tomahawk and myself, Ovox, we do not discriminate. Yeah. We're happy to have you all here. Wouldn't you say, Chuck T? Very happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy too. I, I think we're having a good time with this. Episode 2, thank you for joining us. Um, I'll keep it real short and sexy. We like to talk about old gaming stuff. And then tie it into new gaming stuff and the contrast there, how the things kind of link and how one evolved into the other. And in our first episode, we talked about a topic that Chuck T, that is Chuck Tomahawk, was very interested in talking about, the Intellivision. That was a good episode, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to go back and revisit that. Yeah. You know, I actually uh, showed my folks a picture of that thing yesterday. We were having dinner. They're like, what the hell? I don't remember this thing. It just... It didn't catch their, uh, you know, but they're not into gaming in it at all. But um, they were kind of interested to see what that device looked like, you know, if, if it was 1979. But they didn't really, uh, didn't recognize it. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I did thank my mom for, for buying me one. And, and I did go back to the closet and, and look where I thought it might be. And uh, on that shelf where I thought it was, my mom had taken that out and put in a new, like, bar so she could hang clothes there. <laughs> <laughs> I had no recollection of said baseball uh, cards or television's uh, whereabouts, but uh, he's like, "Mom, you're just doing what mom should do. You know, you needed it. You know, that's supposed yeah. to happen at some point." <laughs> pushing the little little birdie out of the nest, I guess. <laughs> you gotta leave so that you can come home, son. Yeah, you gotta leave so that you can come home. That's what my grandma always says. Yeah. Get out of here so you can come back. It's good yeah, advice. That's a good way. To, yeah, that is a good yeah, vibe. Kind yeah. of good, you know. Um, so yeah, we like to talk about old and new stuff in the world of gaming. There might be a little bit of uh, society, culture, marketing in there. Um, Chuck T and myself, we've been gaming for quite some years, so you know we've seen a few platforms come out. We've seen a few platforms succeed and a few fail, and we're just here happy to talk about those things. Um, we'll leave timestamps in the well rather one timestamp in the notes for this episode so that you can skip all of our jibber jabber if you'd like and move right on to the main topic. But uh, usually we like to BS a little bit, chit chat, 
uh, before we get into it. So in that light, in that uh, essence, I think we were talking about kayaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried kayaking? Uh, I, I haven't. I, in fact, now that I really think about it, Chuck D, I don't even know if I've ever been in one. And one of the things that freaks me out and that I got to say, I got a lot of props for the people that do kayaking is, you know, how in the hell do they flip that thing back over when they go upside downward? The combat roll, they call it. Uh, is combat I crazy. That like, like, scared the crap out of me. I'd like, freak out. You're supposed to like relax your body, kind of get the, the paddle sort of uh, in line with the boat and then use it almost like you're using a um, a lever, like a crowbar of sorts to kind of flip yourself over. But yeah. My Man, first it looks hard. Get the hell out of that boat! Like <laughs> it's kind of like a drowning machine to me. Um, there's so much of my body that, like, above the water, like, like you know, you've got to be fairly slim to to be in that thing. And uh, you know, I'm not saying there's not one for everybody. Like a, a sit on top or like inflatable yeah. kayak is probably more my speed. But but dude, the tradition, like, they took it to the limit though. They, like they started. They they got rid of the paddles eventually, and they had these big things on their hands, like these hand paddles, and they would do mm-hmm. something called, they would get these super low-volume boats, and they would do something called the mystery move, where they actually would go the underwater hell? for quite some time. Again. Like, um, yeah. What, what know, do they do underwater, man? Disappear, and like you stand on the bank and go, holy shit, where did he go? Wait, like, what did they call that thing again? The mystery move? The mystery machine? move. Mystery okay. move, and like... Uh, <laughs> They've got to kind of keep themselves spinning. That's Sounds what kind keeps of nasty. Them, that's what keeps them underwater. But, dude, I'm talking 30, 40 yards down the river. My, my buddy Julian like, was one of the best that, that I think I've ever seen. There's kind of a spot there on the Nolichucky River in Tennessee where you can like go right down from um, the outfitters there where you rent boats and stuff like that and uh, and watch this like go down at the first rapid. There's like a neat little spot that's, that's like, you know, good for it. But, um yeah, the kayaking wasn't really my jam, so um, yeah. yeah, I'll do a little bit like a whitewater yeah. raft every now and then. I did that with my dad, like back in the day. We we went to a a football game and and went down to the Okoe River where they had the Olympics there and did like a big whitewater rafting trip. There was he in there busting out that mystery move? <laughs> Watch this, son. <laughs> I don't know about this mystery move, man. Sounds like a code name for people that are. Probably mining something off the bottom of a river and be like, oh, oh, I'm upside down. In the meantime, they're down there grabbing shit off the... We call them river hippies. (laughs) River hippies. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Hey, uh, did you hear about the changes PlayStation's coming out with? Uh, I think I mentioned we were kind of chatting about them. Looks like some pretty interesting changes coming for the PlayStation Plus community dropping out in the summertime. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. I, I um, I, I think going back and visiting some of those games will be cool. Like, like That's there, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, there's some stuff out there. Uh, I was thinking of a game just the other night. I, I, oh, that 720 game, uh, the the skateboard game. I think has got to be in there somewhere that that I want to go back and see. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully, um, I can't remember Battletoads ever being on the PlayStation. Uh, like when I, any retro thing I get, that's like the first thing I look for is a another Battletoads uh, game. Yeah, I think it's when you think retro games, Battletoad, Metroid, um, uh, Contra. It depends on how retro you go back, but there's a lot of uh, you know pinnacle games or like. Uh, chapters in retro gaming where the certain games stand out i know we're going to be talking about a few of them today 
Um, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. PlayStation Plus uh, update coming up looks pretty cool. In fact, let me pull this up real quick. I had it here on my old telephone device. I think I'm going to go top shelf. Yeah? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Tomahawk is going to go for the PlayStation Plus Premium, which is going to provide him all of the benefits from the Essential and Extra Tiers Plus, up to 340 additional games, including PS3. Oh, wait. Is that the right one? Yes, including PS3 and PS2 titles. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be getting into those old school retro games. What's that going to set me back a month? Um, $24.99, I think, maybe. uh, I think it goes up to $110 a year. uh Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. don't don't quote me on that. I just I'm kind of uh, in fact, if um, for the listeners, if you want to get if you want to watch just a real dope video that'll just summarize it all for you, there's a Game Ranks video you can find. Just type in Game Ranks PlayStation Plus changes or something like that. It'll come up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm in that situation where I'm a, a child with adult money, so that's exactly. <laughs> <where>. <laughs> It's gonna go. <laughs> it's like, gonna like Splinter Cell, Tony Hawk Two, Tony Hawk One. Yeah. God, count me in. Yeah. Seven twenty. <laughs> you know, That's exactly right. Man. It's like call DoorDash and don't cook dinner. No problem. <laughs> so I, I got to bring this up real quick before we get into uh, the first block. And um, man, yesterday was challenging. Chuck T. We were. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck T and I yesterday, we were on late when we shouldn't have been playing ARK. It's kind of our our game right now that we've been enjoying the crap out of. You're going to hear it every now and then. We're going to try not to talk about it too much, but it's going to be hard. Um, And in this game, in a nutshell, it's a survival game. And part of the survival uh, mechanics is you can tame dinosaurs and a couple of mythical, mythological creatures and whatnot. But so Chuck T, also known as Brick Shithouse, (laughs) <laughs> um, was flying around Crystal Isles, and I'm back at base, you know, just, you know, making some uh, ammunition for our turrets. And the message comes through, Ovox, level 174, tech, what was it? Tech uh, Quetzal. Tech was. Yeah, yeah, man. And see, that's one of those things, that's one of those moments where you basically just have to stop and drop what you're doing and, and attend that. Because <laughs> it's, it's a very important creature in the game. So with yeah. that, what happened after that, Chuck D? Well, yeah, and it's going to go away, you know. If we don't go get it, someone else will, or or it could die, or you know, yeah, someone else will get it. some some nefarious end for it. So, so yeah, we had to get in there and do that. And uh, you know, one of the game changers I feel like in Ark lately has been that that uh, net. So um, the 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 net that we can shoot, you know, to to kind of trap them with the, like kind of bola style, yeah. There and um, yeah, so we got we got into that, and uh, th- those have been really expensive on this particular version Man, of the search. No, but surfer. I mean, yeah. That, yeah, we we eventually got past that part, and it was just a struggle, man, because you basically have to shoot this thing out of the sky, and it's yeah. extremely high level. And uh, not to get into it too deep, but it was just what we thought was going to be a quick twenty minute little uh, adventure on Crystal Isles turned out to be probably about an hour, yeah. hour and thirty. And while all the all the while we're thinking we got to record a damn podcast in the morning eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the one hand, it's good content, and uh, on the other hand, it's like uh, cutting into the sleep that we're going to get. But uh, I'm happy that it's there at base right now, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it it certainly uh, wasn't easy, but I think last time that I tamed one, I had biotoxin. Now that I think about it, so so it probably did uh, go a ton faster and probably had an ascendant long rifle. 
Um, so we were doing it with some pretty primitive tools there. Uh, something yeah, I was towards noticing. the end, yeah. crossbows and, and I swear crossbows so much faster though. Like like you know, it I think was. it's like it's like three times three times the like a trank dart I think gives you three is the equivalent of three trank arrows, but I think I can shoot three trank arrows in the time I can shoot one dart. It takes that dart forever to reload. Yeah, you're right. Um, I noticed that yesterday when you started uh, pumping them with the arrows. I was like, gosh, he's getting like an arrow out every two seconds. You know, dude, just I was getting them out so fast. I thought you were shooting. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I really well, did. Ovox is trying to play a tapajera. You kind of said, all right, enough of this. And and then like, then that started happening. And I was like, is this all me? Like, like I just basically had the fire button held and I was just like reloading as fast as it would reload. And and yeah, I think that was when, when we were both just like, we're going to make something happen. If this thing goes in the water, it just, it's just going to go there. Like, and yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, There was a point I was like, you know what? I was like, hell with this man. If he goes down in the water and drowns his death, I don't care as long as, you know, as long as we get uh, completion in one yeah. regard or another. Yeah, because you yeah. don't want to just walk away or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I felt like it went really well. And, you know, there was that moment when that damn uh, scorpion came up there. You, di- you didn't see it. like like in the, But there, I really thought it got damaged, and I just didn't have the heart to tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> well, I remember, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get my dragon real quick. Keep an Watch eye out for, for scorpions. scorpions. That's the last <laughs> And I'm over there, like my thumb in my ass, like <laughs> you know, a little butt mining. And I look over, and there's a scorpion coming for it, and full speed. I kind of just get between it and the tame, and 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 I and I need to bite to kill it, like, but I feel like I'm too close to the tame too, and I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I finally chose bite, and uh, thank God it worked out. Thank hey. God it was up in the air like that. Yeah, I thought about that. Because yeah. at first I was like, no, this is going to be an issue. And it kind of was, but it yeah. ultimately was a good thing because that scorpion didn't get any didn't get yeah. any bites in. Which, yeah, uh, I had lived that once already, like, so I, I kind of had that, that thought in my mind. But, you know, I could see your point, too. Like, like, like we don't have a ton of time to get that done, and, and you know, we're kind of struggling to get up there and get the kibble on him. But, uh, but man, it worked out. Like, the, it's like all sins are forgiven at that point like when you're back <laughs> <laughs> you know? and uh yeah so um so yeah and, we, we and then we got back to base we, we get back to base and it seemed like mick uh mick uh one of our uh tribe mates mick was like ready to go you know he wanted to uh, keep doing stuff yeah. and we kind of just pulled up hey man ketzel in the fridge we're out <laughs> <laughs> i know i know percent taming being... effectiveness it is tough being on different schedules sometimes. Like, like it, it's really, you know, yeah, man. You over there, you're up in the that, country. Yeah. yeah, up in that Tennessee, you're two hours ahead of me. Yeah, we're holding it down. It actually south. works out. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, Theo yeah. Vaughn, uh, he lives over there in Tennessee. God, that guy's funny, He's man. He's down in Nashville. That is what I was gathering from that last podcast. I yeah, saw man. Dude, Nashville's a cool ass city, man. We gotta hang out there sometime. I'm gonna visit you one of these days. I promise. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do we'll do an episode together. Dude, the hockey game in Nashville. Like I went, uh, I guess a year and a half ago, right right pre pre pandemic, and it was one of the funnest nights of my life. Super fun time. Hockey is like, 
it's like you don't have to watch so close, sort of, and, and there's fights. Like, there's a bar. Like, wait, there's a bar on the hockey court in in the uh, in the stadium. <laughs> like, like, yeah, there is a bar. On the, it's like it's on. <laughs> Guys bar. lining up a shot. Hey, can I get a Corona? <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of has this this really cool atmosphere, and they'll bring out like like country music stars to do the the national anthem. Like that's kind of became a big deal. Like when the Predators were in the playoffs there, uh, you know, I mean, they were having like top shelf type stars come out and do, uh, nice, do the national man. anthem. So like some Luke Combs or something like that. Come on. I forget who all it was. I, I want to say, uh, um, uh, Mariah Lambert or something. I don't know. know those, those stars like, super oh, it's all well, good. but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Theo's down there holding it down in, in Nashville. So. God, his podcast is funny, man. I just started listening to it again. Uh, <laughs> Literally yesterday, actually, to be honest with you. He's got that podcast with Brendan Schaub. It's hilarious. Check it out, everyone. Yeah. The King, the Sting, and the Wing. Pretty funny. Um, yeah. You want to get into this, man? What yeah, are we at? We're, at, we're at 16 minutes. We should, uh, yeah. Uh, listeners, gamers, non-gamers, PVEers, PVPers, and NPCers, we're going to talk about cheat codes today. I should have mentioned that at the top, what we were going to be getting into, but... Hell, I'll drop it now. We're going to talk about cheat codes, the history of cheat codes, and uh, where cheat codes are at today. Should be an interesting topic to jump into. Um, any uh, beginning comments, Chuck T? Otherwise, I'm going to ask if I can put you on the spot. Um, I hate cheaters. That's my comment. <laughs> so if you're here for that information for their nefarious purposes... Shame on you. Yeah, you notice we didn't we didn't include cheaters. You know, we don't discriminate, but we didn't happen to directly include cheaters in our intro quip. Yeah, because you know? we all know the reason my KD is so low in Warzone is those darn cheaters. Like it's nothing to do with me. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with game skill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every time I'm I'm like on a killing spree. And kill streak, and next thing you know, cheater takes me out like, every time. <laughs> Man, it happens. It happens, and uh, no, and, you but, know, since you got that cross platform, um, you know, with uh, and I think we're uh, we're both talking about Warzone. I think, or you're talking about Warzone, because we awesome. we get a yeah. Yeah. we get some Warzone in when we're not playing that arc. And uh, I think Chuck T also plays a couple of other battle royales every now and then. But yeah, yeah. I think uh, with these cross platform games and. Um, you know, just for some initial cheat code comments, these crop, the today cross-platform games are notoriously, uh, you know, infected with cheaters. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, anything from uh, PUBG, CSGO, Warzone, uh, even Fortnite at the top competitive levels have had, uh, you know, these um, cheaters that use sophisticated software programs for things like what they uh, I think they're called like aimbot yeah. um wall peak or something like that I don't I don't know the names cuz you know we're not in there cheating ourselves but uh yeah affecting yeah. your KD it is man it's just drove it. <laughs> it's, it's sub 1 at this point like I think if it was rounded off it just pretty much be zero <laughs> 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 uh, the struggles still, are real. Still swinging away out there, but no, nah, man. Put me on the spot. I got the cheat code knowledge. Oh shit! All right, I'm gonna keep it real simple. This is something uh, I th- I don't think we actually uh, included in our um in our brief for this episode. But 
What is a cheat code? Plain and simple. What is a cheat code? Yeah, and I got right. the answer here, so I'm going to know if you're cheating on this answer. <laughs> no I'm pun intended. It goes two places in that. Like, like, you know, I think of the series of, of buttons that I would push, you know, that's the code. And then, you know, I also think more of a, like in a programming sense, like, like um, you know, the actual code behind the game, like like the language that, that it's in. But, um, yeah. yeah, if I was just going to throw out a down and dirty simple answer, it's a series of commands that you push to affect the a change in the game uh most likely a positive change as in the number of lives you have or um you know beating a boss or, or you know some sort of uh loot that that enables you to do something uh yeah yeah if i read a quick little excerpt from the very reliable wikipedia here uh it basically just says video game players using various methods to create an advantage beyond normal gameplay usually in order to make the game easier, just like you said. Yeah. Cheats may be activated from within the game itself, a cheat code implemented by the original game developer, or created by third-party software, like a game trainer or debugger, or hardware, like a cheat cartridge. Cartridge. They can also be realized by exploiting software bugs. This may or, not, this may or may not be considered cheating, this last one, based on whether the bug is considered common knowledge or not. So, yeah. And uh, gosh, if if we go back, how long have cheat codes been around? I mean, I think it's fair to say they've probably been around since, essentially day. since the conception of video games. Day one, it feels like, yeah. Yeah, the history of video games and the history of cheat codes are one and the same. I think they kind of parallel, um, you know, move forward in time there. You got, um, I think right from the beginning, you know, they had to have a way to be able to sort of jump around in the game and test it. Uh, Precisely. Which, yeah. Yeah. So, so that got the ball rolling. And, uh, you know, I think just the, that being in the know, you know, like, like having the goods, like the information uh, <laughs> is uh, always been like, like something that uh, appealed to folks that were into computers there in the beginning. And then I think it's only transferred over uh, today yeah according to a you know a real nice article by ranker.com history of video game cheats it looks like they really they've been around essentially for the entire history of video games themselves and it looks like they were using these these mm, codes these cheats to work on the game themselves in the play testing phase of the development of the game. So they would use these codes to modify specific elements within the game without necessarily, well, excuse me, to come to a finished product, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of part of it because you think like, you know, how we see games today released into beta, like you couldn't really do that. You had that cartridge. Yeah, out there, and and when it was out, it was out. Like, like you're gonna recall that bad boy and have folks come down and you know reprogram yeah. it or something. Like, it, it ain't happening. So there's supposed to be a dragon. Yeah, it's not dropping the loot, but it's a like, square, <clears throat> <laughs> and it's killing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you had to you had to get that right. So so you had to test this this bad boy. Um, so. And yeah. I, th I mean, we've been pulling from the same articles here, but 
if we go back to the very first consoles, we're talking, we're talking Atari. We're talking the, gosh, what's it called? The CX-7, I believe. No, I'm getting that wrong. Um, Atari. We've got, I remember the Intellivision because we talked about that. Uh, Commodore 64. Let me pull it up real quick. I'm going to use a cheat code myself. We use them from time to time, only here on the podcast, not in-game. But I think it was Manic Miner. Manic Miner is a good example. I'm going to bring that up. But basically what I want to get at is uh, before we had our Nintendo, before we had Sega, before we had you know these consoles that were coming out in the late 80s, early 90s, we had things, here they are. It's called the ZX Spectrum. Uh, Commodore 64, um, let's see, Commodore 16, you know, a bunch of old gaming platforms. And what they would do is they would use, and this is to test the games, they would use something called Pokes and Peaks, P-O-K-E, all capital, and then Peaks, P-E-E-K, all capital. And these were basically just commands, it looked like, um, that... Like, I actually went online. I wanted to see what this actually looked like because if you read the articles on History of Cheat Codes, they explain it, but it, it's one thing to read what it says and be like, oh, okay, they use commands to alter uh, alter elements within the game. But I really wanted to see what that looked like. Yeah. You know, so I went onto YouTube, and it's kind of like just like a... They'd use, like, the Commodore or these old-school keypads to go into the command prompt for a game or like the actual uh, programming, the coding, and mm-hmm. they would like make little tiny switches to a letter or to a number. And that would literally change like, you could see the game on a separate screen and how it would change in real time when you hit that command by entering a poke command. So it'd be like, um, you know, manic, I'm just gonna use manic minor as an example, manic minor dot you know, zero zero one exe or whatever the thing, and then there'd be like some more code, and then there'd be like four letters. And if you change the last two letters to different letters, it would like change the color of the background. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. So that's what it looks like was the very first, uh, mm, you know, the first the beginning elements of cheat codes. Yeah, I'm just imagining too, like like. I think there's just some excitement there, almost as much fun as the game is like figuring that that thing out. Like, I mean, you got to feel like a pretty smart motherfucker when you get in. <laughs> I might crash this whole house, but I'm gonna change the color of this background from green to blue. <laughs> yes, whatever like, it takes for an extra life. Yeah, I guess that's true because yeah. you could really crash the game, right? Yeah, that peeking and poking around, like, like I, I, I watched some of those videos as well. And, and uh, you know, I think part of, like, maybe we weren't seeing the the work that it took to, like, figure out which one of those was the the right place to make that change, you know. And uh, and like I say, you might crash that whole bad Larry there before. That whole house of cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and, you know, it wasn't like you could go on the Internet and get some information to fix it. So, um you know, yeah. I, I I feel like both of these things like like started happening right away. But if I had to, you know, like just really lay a timeline out, I, I think I'd probably put the play testers 
maybe just a second before the the pokes and peaks. Like, like, and the only reason I say that is like, it seems like there might be a time before the cartridge was actually released that they were testing it. You know, and, and it's I feel like the peaks and pokes, like probably came you know after the the game had been put out. And, I see. And then, then you had like you know folks that owned it like going in there to modify it, but. You that'd know, be interesting. That, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like if wouldn't that be interesting to have someone, you know, maybe on in the future we could revisit this topic with someone. Uh, you know, like maybe they could write in or, or hit us up on the on the email. We'll drop that at the end of the episode, and we could talk about it in the future with someone that, you know, worked on stuff like that. It would be interesting. Yeah, and I, and you'd have to think too. Like like it's just like if I was developing something, or you know, if I came up with a song or something, I might share it with you. Like like you know, it's almost like my own little beta test, or something like that. You know, so you could you bet these guys had video game friends that they they shared this with, and I bet they started poking and peeking right as soon as they got a hold of it too. So mm-hmm. you know, that might go contrary to what I just said, but uh, I feel like. You know, just like I say, my 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 guess is the playtesters came first, but uh, yeah, that peeking and poking around there. Um, you know, as yeah. I understand, those were like commands in the basic language, the basic programming language that came out. That uh, sort of, I think there's an analogy to what they call pointers today. Yep. It's just sort of like like um, a place that that you know tells the computer where to look for certain things, and I think you could peek in there and see what was there. Or you could poke a new command in there, like that that change we were talking about earlier, and uh, you know it was a little bit of trial and error. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of thinking, you know how how difficult that was there in the very beginning, and sort of you mm-hmm. know which came first, the play testers or, or the peaks and pokes, and uh, like I say, I, I think they're fairly simultaneous. But if I had to go, with so do one, I. I'd say say the play testers, uh, you know, maybe came first, but. Uh, I, no, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna. I gotta be the devil's advocate there. I gotta push back and, and not not push back, but I think I'm in a total agreement more rather. But I kind of look at it as you mentioned as a simultaneously. It, it was like a symbiosis of things going on. Like we had play testers, most certainly, game developers, um, and they needed to make these uh, modifications, adjustments. Poli- you know, they needed to polish their games to the best of their ability, as you said, pre-release. Because once it's out, it's out. Cat's out of the bag. Uh-huh. Can't bring it back. And uh, and how they would do that was peeking and poking. Which I gotta yeah. say, every time I say peeking and poking, it's you know, it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> like he's a you know peeking and poking around. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get five years in jail for that around here. <laughs> 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 God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I don't know but, what how peeking and poking was looked at in the eighties and nineties, but nowadays You know, and one thing that's coming to my mind is, is like I I just feel like as a game developer you know, you see all these mods, like, like I'll be watching videos of Ark even, and, and you know, and I'll see these incredible mods that people have. I, I just saw the other, a guy the other day, like, he had this, this like, walkie-talkie looking thing, and he was able to send his team back to base, like, somehow. Like, like he didn't just cryopod it, he sent it, like, back to base. I assume it's, like, through the, the upload, you know, type situation where you can mm-hmm. do do with them there. And, uh, 
you know, and I, and I just wonder like if, if they kind of take offense when they see those things and, and also wonder if like new things that you do don't cause problems like somewhere else, like maybe it's something that the developers would have done, but they had to, you know, not do that because it, it caused problems somewhere else or caused an imbalance, you know, somewhere made something too easy or too hard, you know, at a later part. Yeah. Gosh, so, that would um, be frustrating. Like if, if as a programmer, you know, you got your game there and, and what's, I think it's what, what's really important to keep in mind here for all of us is that, you know, when we say game testing, we're not talking about, you know, Elder Ring. We're not talking about the, the new Assassin's Creed. We're not talking about these video games that we're now familiar with that are just beautiful and, you know, have a ton of depth and you can tell they're just AAA games. That's why they're called AAA games. No, we're talking about these old school I don't even know if they're considered 2D, you know, maybe like 1D. Yeah. I don't even know. Side Obviously, they're 2D. Yeah. They're side-scroller games, these very old-school games that at the time were the tip of the spear. You know, these were these were images that were blowing kids' minds. So pulling that back in, you know, I think as a developer, you have this this creation, and maybe by using a, a, a command change over here, you can like what I'm getting at is maybe there was a change that was made that was so amazing that they wanted to keep. But upon doing that, because of where the the technology was, that small change could really complicate the game in another area and yeah. just kind of kill that, that vibe that like, Oh my gosh, I found this, this, um, I don't know, this language or this command that makes this amazing change in the game. But upon doing that, it renders all the bosses extremely hard to beat or, you know, half the map disappears or whatever the yeah. case may be. So that must have been a very challenging yet uh, exciting, inspiring uh, frontier for game testers and developers. Yeah. And you hear today, like, like all this, you know, more like an open source content context like where you know they want folks ideals and, and kind of incorporate them in the game like you know as i understand it we have maps in in art that we're playing now that are user created maps that that's correct you know that got so popular that that you know and i i didn't i feel like um, well ragnarok yeah and you know on arc ragnarok i think like uh, i hear the concept gatekeeping get mentioned a lot like that seems to be something that that's getting torn down right now like you know, in the past, they might have said, like, you know, don't meddle with my game. Like, son, you're going to cause it to crash or whatever. And now oh, it's yeah. much more, you know, open. Like, like, you know, it's almost like that's embraced to, to some degree as, as, you know, part of the lore and the the legacy of the game and what makes it fun. And, you know, those kind of things, like like more that creative mode, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's available in so many games today. So, Absolutely. yeah, I feel like back in those days, there was a little bit more of a gate there. It was kind of like a... um I don't know, like a nerd club or something almost <laughs> like, like the kids that knew and the, and the, the, the programmers or whatnot. Uh, yeah. Well, gosh. More of exclusive, uh, type club there. Mm. We ain't doing no gatekeeping, are we, John? No, man, we're, we're yeah. kicking down gates, kicking them gates down. We're raiding those gates with C4 and rockets. Behemoth gates. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can stop us. Yeah. Especially when we got those, uh, cinematic crops. Sorry, I'm, right. we're digressing into arc. Fun. Play it, fun game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at this point, yeah, I consider it real life. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, we've kind of tried to paint a visual of these 
uh, peaks and pokes. But let me read a quick little excerpt before we move on to the next kind of phase of games and cheats out of the Ranker.com article I found. It says basically, and this is in regards to peaks and pokes, unlike today's highly sophisticated computers and consoles, the 8-bit processors of the 1980s were pretty easy to manipulate. Naturally, many gamers took advantage of these computers' weaknesses by developing pokes. A poke involves digging into the memory of a game or program before keyword here, before booting it up and swapping around some of the values. If done correctly, players could boost certain stats and scores. Of course, there wasn't any easy way to tell what you were missing with, messing with, so players were just as likely to beef up their enemies as themselves. As players began to experiment, they'd often share their findings with others developing a new form of cheats organically. So, and you know that last part, kind of, and I'm, I'm sure we'll mention this directly or indirectly, but the part where it says here at the end, they'd, oft, they'd often find, excuse me, they'd often share their findings with others. That yeah. takes me back to <laughs> elementary schoolyard days. Yeah. Swapping cheats, man, as if they were little bags of cane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got those, uh, you got those Donkey Kong cheats, bro? You got that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll trade you Donkey Kong for... (laughs) (laughs) I'll trade you Donkey Kong for that new Mega Man. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fire it at me, brother. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it was pretty rough at my school sometimes. Like, like, I'm picturing more like the third graders, like, you know, getting me as a first grader. Beating them out of you? And beating them out (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Chuck T. Chuck T, luckily Chuck T was a pretty big little kid, so I probably could have went toe-to-toe with those third graders. Gave but, him the tomahawk? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not giving up my cheat codes by force, for sure. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you you know, I, I think there was a bonding there, and, and also, like, like just knowing that information was important. Like, like just sort of to be... Um, you know, I think when we're in a conversation like that and we're, we're kind of meeting new people and, and things like, like you, you, you want to, you know, come across as, as smart and, and like it, it, it's just one of those ways, you know? Yeah, actually you gotta have, uh, you gotta have playground cred, you know? Yeah. And that's still a thing. You you gotta, exactly. You you know, you, when you're walking by, you want the, the circle, that little circle over there yonder of all the hot senorita. (laughs) Like, Oh, you hear about that? Chuck T over there's got those Donkey Kong cheats. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just picturing kids playing the game and being like, Mom, can I call John? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those are good times. We'll have to make an episode about uh you know, those old school days of just like lying out on the carpet playing video games all night when parents think yeah. you're asleep but you're not really asleep. Yeah, no wonder um, my back hurts these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue well, let's keep the momentum going here real quick. Let's Continuing from this Ranker article, it says in the early 90s, cheats became a way to get around hardware problems. I think this is where the real playtesting comes in. Reading it here, it says, as games got bigger, they they began requiring a lot of memory. While games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong were meant to be restarted countless times, larger games with multiple worlds and overarching narratives were more difficult to beat in a single sitting. But there were excuse me, but there wasn't enough leftover memory to create in-game saves. As such, 
gamers were either forced to purchase a memory card or they could use cheats to bookmark their progress. Before the internet, games like Mega Man 2 gave players unique codes every time they beat a level. When they turned the game off, all their progress reset, but by typing in a code, it brought them right back to where they had left off. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. I mean, it's incredibly frustrating, like, you know, when your mom tells you it's time to get off the yeah you know the the game system there and go to bed and like and you gotta start all over tomorrow <laughs> like, and yeah. and I think this is what I kind of look at as the next um milestone in cheat codes you know we've now kind of passed the Atari in television commodore sixty four uh era and now we're looking at Nintendo entertainment system sega genesis uh and those were really the first it really it was Nintendo. And when Nintendo came out, I think in 1983, I might be wrong, might be 84, but I think it's 83. When they when that came out, it really stood alone. It was like, damn, look at this thing, Duck Hunt, Mario, oh. you know, yeah. It, it kind of had a, a golden aura around it. <laughs> Whenever I went and visited uh, Johnny G, uh, he yeah. had a Nintendo. He he, I remember being very little. I think I was like four or five years old, and we go to Johnny G's house, uh, and you know, he had a Nintendo man. And he had a freaking trampoline outside. When you're five years old and you're faced with the decision of Nintendo or trampoline, what do you do? You know, yeah. anyways. Which one is the most likely to send you to the emergency room is my question because I'm pretty sure you're talking about the Like nowadays they got nets around trampolines. And no, I'm talking about a 1993 trampoline. Dude, I think there's a friend of mine that's still up in the air somewhere. Like, <laughs> We would get in a circle, dude, and just like, you know, get that ultimate timing. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and you'd feel the neck, like, you'd feel your neck get like, you know, minor shock every time you get launched into the air on those damn things man there's got to be little micro fractures in my neck still from that dude we launched a kid sideways once like like it kind of the timing wasn't right and we had just landed and he he got that angle and he went to the fence and like took that fence in the ribs like you know and you know what's gonna happen if we go tell mom like we're gonna have to get off this trampoline so you gotta suck that up and get back up you're gonna get another freaking shot to the ribs <laughs> from Chuck T. <laughs> it's like we all see you're spitting up blood, but we're not gonna tell you. Like <laughs> you gotta get up here. <laughs> you're all right. It's fun. Come on, it'll just rub it out. Yeah, God. Anyways, so okay, we're yeah, we're totally digress. Much better choice. Safer. <laughs> yeah. That you know, I never thought about that. I could have used that as an arguing point. But like, look, yeah. look, everyone. Either let me play Duck Hunt. Or I'm gonna go out and hurt myself. Yeah, exactly. you be the parent. You be the parent. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm just playing around. But okay, so we basically got a second, a second uh, milestone here on the newer consoles. And I think if we didn't mention, and and there's gonna be, I know uh, listeners are gonna hear this and be like, why didn't you mention this and why didn't you mention that? And the truth is, is there's so many games that represent cheat code history for some people you know they, they have cheat codes that mean a lot to folks but i think one of them that we would be certainly 
you know, not very good gamers if we didn't mention it is the Konami code. Yeah. Konami. I like to, uh, not, I, I pronounce it Konami. So I'm going to read a, another little excerpt, but before I do that, I say it's like the world's most famous cheat code, huh? I'd have to say, I'd have to agree with you, Chuck T. Mm-hmm. I know it's an Easter egg and plenty of media out there. Yeah. And, um, I, I was watching a game ranks video of, uh, I think it was like one of their top 10 lists, you know, and I think it was like crazy cheats found by players or something. And I don't remember what Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed game it is, but if you've, there's like a turkey, if you find it, it's in town and you basically just walk up to this turkey and you do the, the Konami code, which is, uh, I got it pretty memorized. You got it memorized, Chuck T? I, get, I got it. it. You got I, it? And yeah. So let's pretend Chuck Tomahawk just walk up to this random turkey in Assassin's Creed and... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start. And then boom, the turkey would appear uh, all of a sudden with the Assassin's Creed hood. You know, that, nice. that head garment thing that he wears in the game? All of a sudden nice. the turkey would appear with that and... and start following you around so not really a cheat per se like it didn't benefit you in the game or make anything better but kind of like a an homage to the konami code which was created by mr kazuisa hashimoto uh, i think he's from so, japan <laughs> so i got some late breaking news on the the konami code for you here uh, oh uh, shit can't can i put you on the spot oh god morning? i'm nervous hit me. me hold on let me stretch out my shoulders <clears throat> ready what what is the Konami code for two players? Like we're playing Contra, we both want thirty lives. Oh, I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> I could, I didn't know. Where did you find? It's yeah. okay, little tiger. I got you. <laughs> oh, why, ladies and gentlemen? John's looking at me with these eyes, man. These devil eyes. You push. Uh, <laughs> came at yeah, me with a curveball right of there. B A start. You push B A select start, and you both get thirty lives. I did not know that. Boom. Damn. Yeah, I got you. God. I'm not going into battle with thirty lives and you with three. I mean, I, Dude, you know, I just got goosebumps. I had to. I had to find that extra little little thing there. You know. God, man, it's true. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, do you know, did you know that Manic Miner had a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not till, and it looks, until I saw a photo. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have to say anything more about that. But if you guys, uh, uh, dear listeners, if you're interested in uh, checking out why that's funny to us, uh, just look up Manic Miner and, you know, you'll see what appears to be a pretty standard, you know, 80s game. And then you look up its sequel, look at the game art for it. And it's kind of uh, hard to figure out where they were going with that. <laughs> Even once you told me what it was, I still couldn't see it. Like, it was like one of those, like, I think in the 90s, there were these, like, pictures you looked at and everyone could see like something in it you know like yeah looked at it like i never saw that shit like never one in my life (laughs) did it ever work for me and that's exactly how i felt when i looked at that picture i was just like what is it where's is is it upside down like (laughs) is is this related to the game yeah there's more too like not just that when i looked up like images with that and there's another one that's like a it's like a big space suit type thing and inside the spacesuit is a little man like like a little gnome looking guy like sitting inside of there like like interesting 
Yeah. Like lots of drugs going on over there somewhere. You know, it was the 80s, man. And I think, uh, yeah. what's his name? What was the guy's name? Matthew Smith, I think, was the the manic yeah, miner. driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we didn't mention that. Okay, not to digress, not to backtrack, but one of the... One of those peaks and pokes, I believe, was uh, in Manic Minor, what you could do... No, I don't know if it was a peak or poke, but it, it's, it's definitely one of the first cheat code things is Matthew Smith would use his driver's license number to open up the cheat library within Manic Minor, enabling him to work on and pimp out aspects of the game. Anyways, yeah. so yeah, check that out if you're interested. Man- Manic Minor did have a sequel, and then another one, um, but we're gonna move on. I want to I want to read a quick excerpt from the Ranker article regarding the Konami code. While developing a game called Gladius, which I believe was the arcade version. I want to apologize well, to our listeners. I'm sucking the sides into my coffee here. Like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to get Can't some get of those enough. sounds from it's our good. environment. I think what's it called? ASMR or something like that. Something like that. This is how, how you get your coffee if it's not coming out that little hole fast enough. Just keep sucking. <laughs> Okay, gosh darn, let's keep it on track here. We're getting a little, uh, you know, it's early in the morning, so we're we're just being a little silly. We're just being a little silly here. So while developing a Gladius port, so Gladius was arcade version, in my understanding. So they were uh, developing a port. This is Kazuisa Hajimoto was developing a port for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1986. And he encountered a problem. The game was just too difficult to play. Rather than tweaking the difficulty so gamers could beat it more easily, Hashimoto added a code that allowed players to gain 30 extra lives. G. 30, G. Not 15, not 20, 30. The code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Or as we just learned here from Chuck Tomahawk, B, A, start, select if there's two players, was added solely so Hashimoto could play the game Gladius, excuse me, could play the game more easily and test its features for bugs and glitches. He's quoted as saying, the arcade version Gladius is very difficult, right? I never played it that much, and there was no way I could finish the game, so I inserted the so-called Konami cool. And then you could hear a samurai sword going, no, that's fake, I made that up. You know you got it right. You know, I, 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 oh, oh. I think that's interesting that he couldn't beat his own game. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to go to a little place there. I don't want to derail us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back in oh, this no, direction. But one interesting there, thought there is they made these games so hard so that, uh, you know, back in the day we were renting these things down at the Blockbuster. So, so you know, they made it so hard that you couldn't rent it. You couldn't rent it and beat it in one, you know, rental period. Like you they had were in to cahoots, buy that man. bad boy. They, they wanted in, you to buy that bad boy. Well, they were in cahoots. And they wanted you to feel like you got your money's worth too, I'm and sure. They, like if, they, and, if they, and if you didn't take the game back on time, <laughs> penalties, penalty late charges, fees. late fees, man. They were in cahoots, man. Hashimoto yeah. and Blockbuster. They were they were making. Boom. I think that's a that's a conspiracy theory right there. But there sounds like there's a lot of background to it. You know, I think probably you had a similar experience there in Baja. Like, there weren't no blockbuster in our hometown. You had like we had know, El Video Centro. Yeah, we had Bubba, <laughs> Bubba's Movie Time. <laughs> Bubba's Movie Time. Jeez. 
had this little that one little room in the back you in, know, in a go, suburb of had, Tennessee or something. Yeah, even though we were there in the in the in the, the Bible Belt, we did it did have that porno room in the back with the know, beads hanging from the top. Did you, it have you, beads it or a, it had a door? It had a door <laughs> like you were forbidden. You know, I wasn't allowed to go in there until I was much older. Uh, but uh, yeah, you always wondered what was going on in there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, once you actually get to there. go in there, you go in there. There'd be some other guy in there. You never you never exchange eye contact. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Why is Janet's husband in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and then coming out of there, like you, you, you know, it wasn't like you could see out of there. Like you, you had to buzz back out into the video stuff. Yeah, people looking at how many cassettes were in your hand. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you were renting these games, so uh, <laughs> a little bit different environment out there. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so oh, and of course we didn't mention this, but Gladius. Be, uh, came to be Contra on the Nintendo. No kidding, I didn't know that. I think so. Um, the no, code, no, the code, really took off when Americans discovered in a later game. Oh no, in a later game. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I this whole time I thought Contra was the same as uh, Gladius, but it looks like they're two different games. Nothing compares to Contra, dude. I mean, when you're side by side with your buddy, I, I mean, I'm going to say maybe Rambo at some point, like got to those levels and possibly Commando, but Contra was something special. Yeah. Like, I think when you started with that gun, that only shot one bullet and later on you had one that shot three, you know, you were just up there. Yeah. Jamming. And those bosses, man. I'm going to have to, there. I'm going to have to play some of that. I mean, obviously I've played Contra, but it's been quite some time. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about, let me see here. Uh, Yeah, we talked about how, so before we move on to the next part, which is fascinating, and I did get to dabble on this a little bit, which was the cheat cartridges. Should we, should we go through a couple, let's go through a couple. You sent a really nice list from Den of Geek, which I believe is a uh, online news gaming news platform or something like that I, I think i first discovered it looking like for reviews of star trek episodes or you know trying to figure out what was going on in, uh, like an ex- extremely hard to understand temporal paradox of a star trek episode and uh yeah they, they like kind of like ign i think is another one but uh den of geek seems to be a good place for reviews and they looks like they had a list of like the top 15 uh Cheat codes of all time. Yeah. There. I don't know if we're gonna do. We might. We might uh, synthesize this and just go through a couple. I'll. I'll. I'll pick a few and we can talk about them. Um, real quick, Chuck T. I gotta go discharge a number one real quick. If you need to fill your coffee yeah, mug gonna... or hit the bathroom, let's do that and come right on back. All right, sounds good. Let's do it. We'll be right back, listeners. Thank you for your patience. All right, uh, Ovox is back. We'll just wait for Chuck Tomahawk here, and then we're gonna push through a few more topics. Finishing up with achievements and microtransactions. And then we're going to finish off this episode because it looks like Zoom doesn't want us loitering on their platform for over 40 minutes. We're going to have to make some payments to get more time. Oh, here comes Chuck T. Coming in hot with that Carhartt shirt. Yeah. Yeah. My man. <clears throat> All right. Fresh coffee. Oh, yeah. Appalachia. Ooh. 
Make one for me. Yeah. You know what the worst uh, gamer tag of all time would be? Ezekiel. Why? Ezekiel. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm going to change my Warzone name to that. <clears throat> uh, I, I like Chuck Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> no easy game. <laughs> you know, whenever I see, you know, gamer tags like that, you know, it's it's all good, but sometimes they're like, ah, really? Like, uh, you got clapped? <laughs> yeah. I, I still can't remember Get that it, but clap. I saw there was this kid, it was like lagging Chris, and he had kind of like like spaced it out like so it was yeah. looked like it was lagging. Like like it it, it was good, man. It, it it really got me there. There's some creative I saw two, ones. Um, someone named their game on Steam very positive. Oh, you like, saw you know, that? It, yeah. I heard about that. Dude, they got kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> the that name of the developer shit, was man. very positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got in trouble for that <laughs> see everyone's dude everyone's cheating and trying to gain the advantage oh, i think you might be uh bumping your yeah i was just straightening my feet up here oh, good yeah. yeah man see that's what we're talking about so cheat codes have been around since gaming but people trying to gain the advantage you know oldest time Dude, the outlaw Josie Wales had the the sun to his back, like you know, so people would to be blinded in a gunfight. So, hey. it's been going on way before Red Dead. Roger that. So what he was doing was exploiting the game mechanics. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Josie he could Wales stay alive. Staying <laughs> 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 alive. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, let's see here, man. See, there's a lot of going back to the Den of Geek top 15 cheat code games of all time. There's a bunch on here. 15, as a matter of fact, but we're only going to go through. A, I got to mention the first mention one. That GTA, baby. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 3 spawn a rhino tank. God. Thoughts and comments? If I could spawn a rhino tank in real life, I'd do it right now <laughs> and leave. I'd just be like, well, later. <laughs> yeah, get in front of me. Get in front of me. <laughs> yeah, basically, you just type in a series of uh, of buttons on the controller. PlayStation Two, I believe, was when the Grand Theft Auto Three came out, which was the circle, first Grand circle, Theft circle. Auto game played in in third person. The first two were from above. I think they called it God Mode or maybe RTS. That's more of an Age of Empire style, but you know that was really cool. Um, uh, real quick, before we go on to the next games, I personally didn't use that cheat code a lot. I was more of a uh, all weapons and ammo guy on the Grand Theft Auto, but I did yeah. I did use the the Rhino tank every now and then just for fun. Yeah, I think everybody does it once, and you know you kind of destroy the town and get your wanted level up as high as it can go and blow that SWAT truck up when it pulls up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, it, it, so. It's not. It, it kind of it kind of ruins the show, you know, as far as the the actual missions and things like that in the game. But yeah, and man, you don't want to save fun. the game after activating a cheat code. True, tip, true. That tip of yeah, advice to our listeners: there. if you haven't yeah. used cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto, don't save the game after activating them, or unless you know, yeah. don't definitely don't activate the uh, the riot cheat and then save the game. You'll be hating yourself after that because that's How that cheat code. To, Go ahead. Sorry. 
How do you get to a place where you make a rhino tank? Like, who looks at a tank and is like, you know, this isn't tough enough. Like, I need a a rhino coating on it, though. That, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> is that what you think they're getting at with that? I don't know. <laughs> it says rhino tank. <laughs> it doesn't like, say Abram. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so can, yeah, let's take this bitch down to the fucking to- a tune shop, put on a rhino coat. I was thinking like that bedliner, you know, like the spray yeah, in bedliner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think the creator of that stayed at the surf camp once. No shit. I think so. I mean, I might, you know, some people come into the surf camp with some wild stories making shit up, but some of them are Dude. true. That Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't think I could be surprised if I met anyone there at the surf camp. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like it's like, oh, hey, right. Jesus. Like it's like <laughs> Let's see. Let's go down to, speaking of Age of Empires, Age of Empires 2, the Shelby Cobra cheat. Does that ring a bell for you? Uh, I use that cheat whipping a bunch. Shit, whipping shitties on people's uh, little town square. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so basically, if you haven't played Age of Empires 2, it's an RTS game. Oh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, Master. I'm ready. On my way. <laughs> yes, Master. On my way. I'm ready. <laughs> As you wish. Yeah, man. Uh, great game, man. One of those old yeah. civilization building games. Uh, it's a RTS. top RTS. You know, you look from the top down. Uh, great game. And in that, you basically, you'd hit enter and it'd open a chat command and you'd just type in uh, specific words or sentences and it w- a cheat would activate. One of those being you could spawn a um, Shelby Cobra automobile and, uh, you know, whip it around town. Yeah, see how it pairs up. Pull up and skirt. Pull up on town square and skirt. (laughs) (laughs) But again, that wasn't a cheat that I was using a whole bunch. I was more popular. I was more a fan of using the resources cheats so that like you type in a specific words and then all of a sudden you'd have like a million wood, a million gold, a million this, that or the other. And you could just build freely. But, you know, that also took out one night at a time over there. Like, yeah, it's just like the. It's a process, man. Man, you want those siege weapons? Like, like it, it, it's that game just happens so it, it, it takes forever to build that stuff up, and then I lose it like in a second. It feels like, but uh, going to battle. Yeah, yeah, it is fun though. All right, let's see here. The next one I want to mention. I'm going to mention th- three more. Gosh. <laughs> Folks, it's hard because there's a lot of cheats on here that I know some of you are going to be like, why in the hell did you not mention, you know, the Mortal Kombat blood code? Why did you not mention, you know, the Legend of Zelda, Zelda codes? Why didn't you? But I mean, obviously we're mentioning them now, but, uh, you know, there's just so many cool codes out there that kind of have made their mark in, in gaming history. But the next one I want to mention is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 Moon Physics, which I think Ooh. was just... A crazy cheat because as it was in Tony Hawk, you could do some pretty crazy tricks that in real life are not even possible. You know, it's not possible to do a 360 flip onto a power cable up on one of the main power lines and grind it all the way to the next block and then do another like, Like, (laughs) look at me. (laughs) First try. I'm doing a 50-50 on a high tension wire. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to switch it to an impossible (laughs) and land into a board slide. Yeah. Dark slide. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now I'm halfway across the map in a half pipe. You know, it's just like the physics were kind of yeah. insane as it was. But the moon physics was a fun cheat. Dude, I think if they wanted if they wanted to make it real, they should have just like sent you a hammer and had you beat yourself in the knees and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped skating, man. It's painful. Oh it's my painful. god, dude! It is incredibly painful. You know, I, I never got to the level you were at. Like, like I, I definitely get, I got to see you skate as a kid, and it, it, uh, it's something to be proud of. You're good. Yeah, thank you, man. It was fun. And when I look back and I go to the, you know, I don't go down there too often anymore, but whenever I go by that skate park here in town and I yeah. look at the blood wall, it's like, yeah. God, man, how did my dad let me drop in on that? Like, I think what it kind was of like parent it, it allows their kid to... I remember when they were building that place, the guy was down there, like, like it was illegal in the United States at that time to make that much vert, wasn't it? Like, well, it was, it wasn't illegal, but he was suggesting that, you know, there was not the oversight that there would have been in like Oregon, for example, where where that uh, that skate park team was from, I think. Yeah. So he was definitely I remember, pumped. I remember him saying, <laughs> "It's gonna be gnarly." So what's the skate park gonna look like? It's gonna be gnarly. <laughs> like, okay. Do you remember when uh, Peter Hewitt and all those guys from Thrasher came? And, and yeah. Yeah. You dude, were here for are you all oh, that. Yeah, I have pictures of that, man. One, I do too. One <laughs> of those kids was from Knoxville. Uh so uh I, I forget what it is. He was he was like a lesser known pro, but dude, I watched those guys like like they would play this follow the leader type thing and yeah. like you could just see it was torturous for like Peter could do it fairly easy, but every one of the other ones would just like beat themselves to death. And and he did too. Like yeah. I mean, that, you know, to get that good trick you gotta do it like ten times that you really you know, jam yourself. Yeah, so. and those nine times you got to know how to fall. Yeah. Otherwise, man. All right, mm. let's keep this yeah, momentum not, going. Not, that, those moon physics would have been nice down there, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we already talked about the Konami code that's in here. Uh, I think we we have to mention Doom. The, the clipping yeah. cheat, the God mode cheat. Uh, I think there was like a all weapons cheat, but Doom. There's a lot of gaming history around that game. We could talk about Doom. We could have a whole episode on Doom, I bet. But the one thing that I wanted to mention real quick was that I believe Doom was the first game and kind of the you know the the mother to all other games where the clipping was a was a thing. So this was mm-hmm. the first game that had no clipping. Clipping is basically where your character model would come up against a perimeter or a border within the gaming uh uh map or you know environment and it would prevent the character from going through that so like if you walked up to a wall you wouldn't be able to go through the wall and that was called clipping so there's mm-hmm. a cheat where you could deactivate the clipping and it was called no clipping so that enabled you to freely explore the map in its entirety going through walls you could go through everything and uh we we enjoy that today in some other games that we actually play today like arc mm-hmm. it's like something creative that, mode or something yeah, yeah. and then so, you know, God mode, we already know what that is. <laughs> Where none yeah. of it can't get killed. And, and and just like briefly to say about the Doom, like like, you know, I just remember that game like scaring the absolute shit out of me on a number of occasions. <laughs> and and so like if you could go through those walls and kind of know what was coming, like, okay, in this room coming up, there's a guy that's gonna jump out. Like like it <clears throat> it really took a lot of the thunder, you know, away from it. Like yeah. like it, it a good analogy would be like it'd be the difference in me 
you know, just experiencing like lightning out of the blue and versus you saying, Hey, there's going to be lightning here in a minute. Like, you know, brace yourself or whatever. Yep. Like, like you, you don't get that, that startle, you know, that fight or flight response quite <sighs> the same, but, uh, you know, Doom um, used to scare the shit out of me too. And you know, another game, I actually liked it a little bit more. I think it came out after Doom. Maybe even it was inspired by Doom. They definitely seem similar. But do you remember Duke Nukem? Do Duke, I remember Duke Nukem? It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. <laughs> Problem I'm is, all I'm all out of gum. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they found like that balance, like that cartoon reality balance, like like in such a sweet spot that that Duke Nukem should be in a class by itself. Like I, I loved that game. Um, yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So Duke Nukem classic wasn't in the list here but that was another game that i i really enjoyed and i definitely remember using cheat codes on i remember like like looking for some kind of like poster on the wall that had some possibly some reference to porn or something oh my god man like when i think of i hate to admit it but me too (laughs) that that well, because Duke Nukem was a game that, you know, every, every like it was kind of like Metal Gear Solid, you know, every now and then you could open up like a locker or something and there'd be like mm-hmm. a, a poster of a really attractive lady. You know, they would never actually be nude. You know, they'd be in yeah. like a real skimpy bikini or something. And and as a little yeah. kid, you know, back in the 90s, man, you know, you basically either had to play Duke Nukem or hope that one of your uncles had some Playboys under the bed or something. That was pretty much all, or some Easy Riders. <laughs> I, I think like... <laughs> Like what captured that that feeling was Mad Magazine, like with Alfred E. Newman, like, yeah. like it, that that little bit of like you know, that <laughs> teenage boy that kind of it's like you're you're old enough to know better, but too young to care. Really, exactly. Much about it, you know, I like that. <laughs> old enough to know better, too young to care. Get her done. That's right. <laughs> Show me them titties. <laughs> Kids uh, these days, like they 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 they're not like that. Like they've already seen titties by that age. Uh, like, we want to uh, see some stuff. Like. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, ain't that the ain't that the truth though, man? Yeah. The inner the interwebs are yeah. uh, something else. All right, well, hey, <laughs> um, you know, we could go into GoldenEye, but man, I feel like we're gonna talk about Golden GoldenEye for a whole hour by its own. That game has. A tremendous, uh, yeah. it had a tremendous 007. impact on so many players. GoldenEye 007 was a tremendously fun game. I think it was everyone's favorite for the Nintendo 64. It did a lot better than Brown Eye. Like, Brown Eye really never went anywhere, I felt like. Brown Eye? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, go- I get it. GoldenEye, Brown, I get it. <laughs> God, I'm like, no, Brown. Uh, like, what in the hell no, is he talking about? No, no disrespect to 007, man. Love that freaking game. Uh, I think it like paved the way for all of the multiplayer type things we do today. You it know, did. Movie. It really yeah. did. I think that game showed everyone the potential that multiplayer FPS, first person shooter. Yeah. You know, I think that game really like showed. Like, hey, this is the popularity that we're seeing here. This is what this kind of format of gaming is gonna is capable of. And then with uh, with the onset yeah. of the internet and all that, which we're about to get into, um, to finish off this this block, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 007, huge impact. I mean, we're talking about invincibility mode. We're talking about paintball mode. 
where all the bullets would be paintballs. Uh, big head mode. Big head mode. <laughs> Super popular cheat code in many games. Yeah. Big head mode. Yeah. Oh, I NBA think NBA jams is in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, you see that everywhere today. And I think as the graphics have gotten better, it, it only looks cooler. Like it, it really looks like the people nowadays. You know? Yeah. Graphics uh, are, they, have improved a bunch. Yeah. It's funny because in my mind, I think about Goldeneye and it just seems like a, a, you know, a beautiful graphics game, but in reality, you, you know, you get used to playing the games today, and you go back and look at these older games that we used to play, and it's like, oh gosh, yeah. But at the time, at the time, man, it was tip of the spear. Yeah, yeah. I think there's always like a little buy-in moment, like like even when I came back to Ark after not playing for a while, like like just for a second, you know, I could, I, I sensed I was in a video game world, and like now it 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 looks incredibly real, like mm. compared to that, so. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the next little section. Uh, and there's probably not a whole bunch to dig in on this, but we should mention it because it did form part of the evolution of cheat codes, and that is the cheat cartridges. Cheat, cheat cartridges yeah. gave players an easy way to alter games. I'm going to read a quick excerpt here from the same Ranker.com article. Soon after the inception of the home consoles, video game cheat cartridges and programs began to hit the market. These programs could be purchased and inserted into consoles or computers to help fix bugs, alter stats, and otherwise change virtually anything about a game. Although most gamers remember tools like Game Genie, which came out in 1990, there are instances of businesses selling cheat programs as early as 1981. Within months of... Let's see here... Oh, you know what? I don't need to mention this. This is kind of irrelevant, but... Uh, it was just the second part of this article, but I mean, we've got Game Genie, and the one that I remember the most, and that I know a couple of neighbors had, and it blew my mind was Game Shark. Yeah, you know, I I think my first exposure to this was like sort of like an infomercial, or or maybe just a commercial. Like I, I saw that, and I remember thinking like that's going to tear up my Nintendo. <laughs> like it just seemed like it, it's like it was kind of jammed in there. Like it was already like you were having to blow on the cartridges occasionally. And like, like, you know, I think you could get those pins bent fairly easy in there where the game went. And, you know, I remember thinking like, that's going to put some serious torque on this bad boy, but you also saw the potential. Yeah, Turn it into a Hemi. Is that a Hemi? <laughs> It's like, yeah, this yeah. is Donkey Kong Deluxe right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, I think it, um, it's almost like a like like hacking or peeking and poking, like like facilitated, I did it like, for like with you. the user interface. Yeah, yeah, of sorts. Um, you know, where you could bring up that screen and you had your little book that had all the the codes for the different games in there and. Uh, yeah, and and what do you like? I mean, we we know the answer to this, but just to you know, change the dynamic here a little bit of the conversation. What do you think the reason for these cartridges? And I forgot to mention because this is at the same time, the magazines, Nintendo Power, Tips and Tricks, and all of yeah. those gamer magazines. What what do you think they were getting at with this, Chuck Tomahawk, with these cartridges and these magazines? Does it sound like there might be a little marketing scheme there? <laughs> Poppy? Yeah, I think, you know, you had a situation where you, you uh 
you know, as we learned with the video game crash of 1983, their greed can, uh, and CEOs and the market can kind of play into it. And I think they were selling that cartridge and then the money making was over. So, you know, you needed a way like, like downloadable content, like was, you know, really in its infancy. Like we talked about the play cable last week, like you mm-hmm. know, you're probably only getting that in your big old cities. And, uh, so, you know, here's a way to, to sort of manipulate that, uh, you know, for the low, low price of. Twenty nine ninety nine. I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. it cost. Um, you know, it was I a spendy. Think, uh, it was a subscription. You know, you'd re- I think you'd receive that magazine in the mail, the regular mail, folks, postal yeah. service, uh, or you could buy it at gaming shops, like in a mall. It was a spendy magazine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it had the goods, man. It had that section. It was just totally dedicated to cheat codes, and uh, you know, you flip over there, and uh, how much? There you go, man. Let me let me check real quick. I'm gonna use a cheat code real quick. How much was a Game Shark back in the day? Let's see if I can find anything. But feel, go ahead and uh, continue. You know, I, I think one interesting thing about that is, is I remember the vibe of the commercial kind of being like, almost like like it 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 painted the video game developers as gatekeepers of sorts, and and this was your ticket to to get in there it's like they're not letting you do this like and get the full fun out of it but we here at game genie we got you mm-hmm. you know and like you know we're gonna we're gonna kick down that that door and let you in here and let you you know monkey around but also with the the little bit of sidewalls like where we know we're not going to crash the game unlike the peaks and pokes you know that we talked about earlier where you yeah you know you might have some some unintended result. so uh yeah, it's it's definitely part of the history. I mean, I can't find any pricing on these on these items. Uh, I mean, I, I know I could find it, but I don't want to waste too much time here. But uh, one interesting deal was that uh, I believe you know Nintendo, Sega, the developers, uh, the owners, and CEOs, and all that they weren't too stoked on Game Shark, you know, and uh-huh. and Game Genie. They're like kind of not. They weren't feeling it, and I believe there was a proper lawsuit, uh, you know, a court court case where ultimately the judge was like well you know what these game shark things and and game genie this is basically like just flipping to the middle of a book they kind of looked at it like that it's like well hey you own a book and Mm -hmm. this is just kind of like flipping to the middle of it that was from what i read from some articles that was kind of the judge's uh you know determination his legal opinion and you know nothing you know game shark and game genie continued I think I think yeah. Game Shark Pro came out. There was a Game Shark for Nintendo sixty four, for Sega. I think there was even one for PlayStation. Maybe don't call me on that. I might be wrong, but there was even a little legal battle there. And it's yeah. it's just that greed side of it, like you're saying. Yeah, and you can like, see hey, the point. Like like you've already purchased the cartridge. It's they want your, yeah. You know, if you want to jam it in a Game Shark or Genie or whatever, it's kind of your business. At that jam point. it in there. Get up in it you and gain it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> get up in it, see, it. Like, yeah yeah i like the book analogy like, like that makes sense it'd be almost like suing the makers of bookmarks or something you know after <laughs> well i think that's like, what they were they were bumming on is that like hey we're trying to publish these magazines we're trying to get kids to buy these magazines so that they can like read them and figure you know get the cheats and then and then go into and then this cartridge you could just plug it in and it was kind of already like taken care of for you yeah, you know there was also well. a tv show called cheat <laughs> I think I think it ran I for like eight some, or nine years. It had like a, a lady that hosted it. Is is that? Yeah, like, she's like, a hottie. Is, 
Yeah, there you go. I think that, it was on that, the G four and TechCom channels or something like that. I don't going know. back to that Mad Magazine vibe, like that twelve year old me, like that's all I remember. Was, yeah, like, you were tuning in, hot. weren't you? She was super hot. Yeah, I was tuning, <laughs> tuning in Tokyo right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> Can I show yeah. you my peaks and pokes? That's what that's you were a, thinking. I think that's a Mad Science, uh, the movie Mad Science reference there for older viewers. <laughs> 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 oh, classic. Okay, let's um gosh, we're gonna have to we still got a little bit to talk about and we gotta we gotta get through this soon. Uh, Chuck yeah, Tomahawk and I gotta go to work eventually. Keep but, the ball rolling. Yeah. Um so we talked about the magazines, we talked about Game Shark and Game Genie. Really the last segment of this um brief history on cheat codes now comes to the onset of the internet, which I really think took I don't want to put a year to it, but right around 2003, I suppose, it started to gain some speed, but not all consumers and homeowners had internet yet. But right around, I think it was like 2009, 2008, it was whenever PlayStation, um, in the 2010s, it looks like. Hold on one sec, I got a stuck cough here. (coughs) Sorry, everyone. But let's see, um... I don't want to just randomly read an excerpt, but basically what happens is is the internet comes out, PlayStation and Xbox, you know, Xbox comes out, PlayStation's already been around for a little bit, and when they go to, I don't know if it was for PlayStation 3, I think it was, is when that big change made, but basically the whole paradigm, the whole dynamic of video games began to change where you weren't buying physical games anymore, you were downloading them off the interwebs right onto your cloud your your playstation cloud or your xbox cloud however i I don't have an xbox but i think it worked the same um and multiplayer was a real big deal now and part of that new mm, dynamic was the achievement system and also just just having internet available you could you never you didn't need to get a game shark anymore you didn't need to get a nintendo power anymore you just type it in on the old you know ask jeeves though well you jeeves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Donde están los cheat codes, perro? You know what I'm saying? And uh, now you just type it in on Google, essentially, and there are plenty of websites where you could find tips and tricks and cheats. And then, well, I know this is we're unpacking a lot into this last, into this last segment, but the achievement system, and um, and then there's even a little bit more with all the anti-cheat software. But gosh, where to begin with Google and just searching cheats? How that changed everything, and then you yeah. know, multiplayer scenario. Yeah. I I see this place like where where you had this extra content like like you you saw in the beginning like like maybe they they didn't think people were going to find these playtester type things and peaks and pokes but once they realized that that was going to happen anyway they they made it like things that we could find with just a for free with a code and uh, nowadays I, like I think a lot of those things like Easter eggs and whatnot are are linked to these things like achievements and and trophies like where you you know that's the reward maybe the easter egg is the reward or or you know having some kind of skin or something like that yeah uh, you know and, and it also um you know i think we're starting to you know i don't want to skip ahead too far but i think we're seeing the the beginnings of a product here that that's that's about to be monetized and we're going to see micro transactions uh kind of kind of be the next step uh you know, from here. You mean they're gonna they're gonna grow on it and amplify on it because it's already a thing. 
Yeah, instead of it maybe even being a reward for an achievement or trophy, you know, maybe you give them ninety nine cents for ah uh, yeah. yeah yeah because you know, that kind of thing yeah. yeah yeah you know and like you say the downloadable content as you know i like held on to it like getting the cartridges i, I think uh you and and uh your brother there like shamed me into like you know, stopping carrying we wouldn't do <laughs> that <I said. laughs> what do you mean you're playing arc on a disc bro yeah shout out download that shit but yeah yeah it's like i remember like I, I think i drug my my cartridge all the way to mexico even like like flew down on a plane with it and uh, yeah you did we i remember playing, that we were playing one night and you guys were <laughs> you're, like, all, you're like, over in Pal- play some battlefield yeah. and i was like well hold on guys let me get over here in my bag <laughs> you're over in palapa like, five what? next to the pool what? playing arc <laughs> yeah. only the chuck t everybody outside. vacationing in style bro <laughs> Cows with bells what and you, mangoes yeah, right beside What are you doing there south of the Tropic of Cancer? Fuck, playing Ark, bro. What else? <laughs> taming those wyverns. I know you can't tame them. surf at night. Like, come on. <laughs> Freaking yeah. get some. My Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no. Um, yeah, you know, we talked about that, I think, a little bit with the, the going back on the Intellivision, just, you know, having that cartridge and thing. I held on to it as long as I could. Even had Ark on disc and you saw it like i did i didn't even know arc on disc disc existed i almost need i needed to touch it to make sure it was real it's a it's like a coaster for me now i've got my (laughs) coffee on it here hey buddy you got your wyvern milk on there (laughs) um so let let me read a quick excerpt real quick i was just looking through it uh panning through it with my eyes kind of like a side angle view while we were talking to see if it's relevant and it, it seems relevant enough it says Video games, and this is from Ranker.com again, coming at you. Thanks again, Ranker.com, for this great article. Video games depreciate in value remarkably quickly. Regardless of reviews, it's common to see all but the most popular games on sale for 50% off or more within a few weeks of their release. Because of this, developers are always looking for ways to profit off their work beyond the initial game sale. That's what we were talking about, Chuck T. This game... Excuse me. This has given rise to the proliferation of DLC, which is downloadable content. Uh, mm-hmm. DLC loot boxes and other extra additions to games. Some of this extra content, like bonus character skins or secret levels, might have been hidden away via cheat codes or Easter eggs in past years. But gamers are now expected to pay for these exploits. See, this is where the game developers mm-hmm. are just got dollar signs in their eyes, man. It's exactly what you're talking about. Microtransactions. For example. Yeah. They have an example here. It says, when Mortal Kombat 10 came out in 2015, there was a bit of controversy surrounding the decision to sell, quote-unquote, easy fatalities. And we both know, and many gamers know, fatalities are, are like a cornerstone of the Mortal Kombat dynamic in that game. The fatality. Um, <laughs> uh, it says, there was a bit of controversy surrounding the decision to sell easy fatalities. Many believed that, there, many believed that they were forced to pay for something that should have been just included as a free cheat code, while others saw the practice as entirely within the developer's rights. Yeah. Hmm. See, I I kind of agree with the former and not the latter because they're skins. Like, you design the characters in the game to have those skins. Um, mm-hmm. Why make anyone pay for them? Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I think, you know, when you put money to it, 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 it kind of messes it up. Like, like, it takes away that... Like in the know thing, like like in all you gotta like you go from in the know to all you need is some dough. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. get those uh those uh parents, Daddy Warbucks in there, like 
fun in that for you. Um, like, it, yeah, there's there's lines, you know, and, and I think every individual gamer uh, needs to kind of make that choice for themselves and formulate their own opinion around it because it's like, well, we'll use that Mortal Kombat 10 here as an example. They were talking about selling skins and selling fatalities. If you have a character mm-hmm. in the game and that character has five fatalities, but you only have access to two of them and then you have to pay for three. I think personally me, Ovox, I think that's messed up, but I think, I do think it would be okay. For example, if there was like a whole DLC to Mortal Kombat 10, like let's say, all right, uh, and next year we're releasing this DLC where you'll, you'll get all these new characters and you'll get more maps. And then there's a, a separate storyline. We're going to charge for that. Okay. That makes sense to me. That yeah, like would something that would me. motivate me to play this game again. Like if I've kind of come to a saturation point where I'm not, you know, super interested in it anymore. I've used all the finishing moves and and uh, you know things like that. And yeah, yeah, maybe you give me some new skins and some new finishing moves and maybe another uh, you know wrinkle or two in there. And and you know for half the price of the original game, I almost get another game here. And yeah, that's a win-win. Yeah, like you get some more cash yeah. and and I get some more fun. So. Um, yeah, you got to bring something to the table there, man. You can't, you can't just make me pay for it like yeah. after I've already can't paid. Can't just be gouging us. Yeah, <laughs> five yeah. fatalities. Unlock three for nine ninety nine. God, no gracias, <laughs> no gracias way. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, it was a kid with kid money, you know. I mean, instead of like a kid with adult money, like I said, <laughs> like so. Yeah, um, kid money don't go too far. Yeah. But it's 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 candy. definitely a topic, and um, it just really is a clear example of what you were talking about earlier about you know how do we as game developers continue to make some dough on these finished products, mm-hmm. and I think with the onset of you know with internet and uh, cloud memory and sharing, I think you know which I don't get me wrong, listeners, I love that this is I love where technology is taking gaming. It's made it very versatile. It's made it very user friendly. You know, we don't have we don't have huge stacks of cartridges lying around everywhere. I love where it's going, but there's, you know, there's little there's gray areas. There's areas that you know, like in anything, that need polishing, that need real considering, and 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 keeping the consumer in mind. You know, you don't want to screw your consumer. You want them to keep coming back. We want to keep coming back for more, uh, which is where I think you know, not to go off on a sidetrack here but warzone's done very good with that you know they're keeping their uh call uh, Call of duty modern warfare and warzone Mm -hmm. they're keeping us coming in man they're keeping that real you know they're keeping the ball moving forward always dropping new stuff and yeah there's microtransactions in there and there's skins that aren't a lot but they're really good at it it's sucking from our attention span (laughs) they're good at you know but um anyways uh real quick Continuing the same excerpt, it says, Achievements and trophies have made cheat codes less prominent. And this is really kind of the final stages of our discussion. Um, it says, Throughout gaming history, cheat codes were highly sought after by devoted gamers, as knowing the secrets of certain games proved players' dedication to gaming as a whole. But once the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, okay, it was the PlayStation 3, started rolling out achievements and trophies, Many have argued they replace the clout traditionally achieved by cheat codes. Instead of establishing one's skills in person, players can now collect badges that tout their accomplishments, point to secret Easter eggs, and coagulate 
coagulate. That's a weird word to put. And coagulate across various games into a meta score. Oh, I see. Into a meta score. I see. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I saw that in my research too. And I, I feel like, like a lot of these achievements and trophies like just require time. Whereas, you know, more than they require actual skill, you know, and I think my example of that is, is like, if we go look at my, you know, Call of Duty profile, I've played the, the, the multiplayer and the, the, um, you know, not just Warzone. I've, I've, I've went yeah, through all that stuff. So it looks like, a, yeah, it looks like I'm a better player than you. And like, like, you know, I think you've, you've only done the Warzone part, but like you go and look at our KD and like. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember we won't, we won't get into the numbers. Or anything. <laughs> Silly like that. Well, I remember when you yeah, said in our our last in television episode where you were saying that game. What did you say? You said that it's, it's something along the lines of it makes you just real anxious. Yeah, yeah, I'm scared all the time when I'm playing it, and I know like like that's not not good for me or my performance, but. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a competitive it, game, bro. Yeah, I um, it was one of those times. Like I think, like somewhere, I let, let my mouth write a check that my ass couldn't cash. Like, <laughs> I think when we first started playing, I've like never heard that. I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> what was that again? Can you say that one more time? I let my. Yeah. I think my football like, like uh, shout out to my football coach in high school would say, "Boy, you let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash." <laughs> I love that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm gonna use but that every you remember, opportunity. Remember, like we first started playing Warzone, I was talking shit. Like you know, <laughs> the game said that it was one v one, me bro. Like, like <laughs> pull up something, something I'd heard on TikTok or something. One v one, Chuck T. Yeah, I think you're giving me shit for standing that that tower by TV station or something. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, that's right, I remember that, yeah. dude. You just love playing for a while. I was like, boy, I'm gonna regret saying that. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, well, it's just hard, you know. It's uh, it's hard to post up like that in that kind of a game, you know. There, there's people actively yeah. looking for snipers. And you're just standing I, out I, in the top of that tower. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there's a sniper up there. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, no, I got it. <laughs> All of a sudden, I see, you know, Try Chuck Tomahawk's me. body falling out of the tower. Yeah. <laughs> he got shot. Yeah. I, I, I eventually learned, you know, you got to kind of be rotating with your squad, you, you know, and that kind of thing. You can't be static like that. But uh, Yeah, in Warzone, yeah. Yeah, that didn't stop me from talking shit. Like, you know, hey, so you got to talk uh, it, man. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> if anyone asks, I'll be like, "No, watch out, man! Chuck Tomahawk, you know, yeah, he's up in that tower. Don't you, know, you get near that thing? Hundred percent KD rate, man. You don't be fucking with that. You are not gonna be on the roof of TV station. <laughs> <laughs> he's got you. Yeah, well, it looks like no one's gonna be on the roof of TV station anymore. They switched the maps, oh, but um, I miss that Super map. Sad. Yeah, I really I miss that map. When I'm in that helicopter, I just look down there and I know I don't know where to land. I'm like, where's the TV station? Yeah, gosh. Um, yeah. So, microtransactions. Basically, what are, what's what's up with the microtransactions in contrast with cheat codes and stuff? Well, basically, they're kind of just selling cheats. Really, like if let's say a cheat enabled you to get a bunch of money in the game that enabled you to unlock certain stuff. Well. They're saying, okay, let's remove the language from the coding that 
is a cheat and we'll just add it into the game as something that we can sell to them. Yeah. So it's basically the newest version mm-hmm. of the Nintendo magazines and the Nintendo powers and the tips and tricks. And this is just the latest version. That's really what that is. Yeah. Can't blame them here. I mean, you know, these days, especially too, as, as these games get more and more complex, like they got a lot of development. I'm almost like seeing an analogy with uh, sort of your pharmaceutical type thing where, you know, the, there's tons of research and development that goes into this. And, and yeah, we're kind of charging a lot for this medicine mm-hmm. when we get it out there. But we've, you know, we developed 10 other medicines that didn't make it. You know, we made, you know, like video games that didn't work out or, or you know, it, it kind of failed beta testing to the point that we just gave up or, you know, and the, they eat those dollars. So when they get a hit, they're going to keep on cashing in as long as they can, I think. Yeah. Let's um, see here. It says, uh... In ch- in, it changes from country to country, but in some places you can get in huge trouble for cheating in multiplayer games. Usually the consequences are relatively minor, like being banned from a gaming community or being branded as a cheater, which is kind of like what we see a lot uh, here in the Americas. Um, yeah. When I say the Americas, obviously I mean the U.S., Canada, Mexico, uh, basically on, on this yeah. side of the planet. Um, like being man from gaming community, uh, but other places have really cracked down. In June of 2014, a few gamers in Japan were prosecuted in court for using and potentially distributing cheats in the first-person shooter known as Sudden Attack. As online gaming becomes bigger and more regulated, cheating in games is significantly on the rise, and it could reach a breaking point where some gamers are totally ruined because of a rampant cheating. This is something that we've experienced. It's difficult to actually prosecute cheaters in the real world, but developers are trying to change that. Man. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, I can can see where they're coming from, you know, to some degree, especially when it it, it sort of ruins the experience. Um, You know, I think that's one of the questions that comes up here. Like, like, you know, is this sort of an innocent expanding of the world of video games, or, you know, does it kind of... Like spoil the the product, you know. Yeah. That, that, that you paid your money for. I think, I think in 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 majority it, it spoils. It doesn't spoil it, but it complicates the gameplay, you know, especially in a multiplayer online scenario. But then, you know, few and far between. Every now and then, every now and then, you're going to run into someone. And I'm not saying this makes it okay by any means. I'm not saying that. I do not. Uh, I'm I'm not pro cheating in any way, shape, or form, but I remember we were talking before we hit record that I think you read an article or something like that of some feller that was like, "Hey, you know what? I don't have time to <laughs> to get good. to get good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You run across like like um, uh, I think Sally is a dog and Tim the Tap Man are a couple guys I follow on on TikTok, and occasionally one of the things they're doing lately is they'll 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 maybe get killed by someone and they'll continue to watch that, uh, you know, how, how like, like you, you kind of start spectating the person that killed you and, and, uh, you know, they're actually having success, like just commenting on other people's games. It's, it can, it can, can be funny. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's kind of, a. um, they ended up like having a guy that was cheating and, and, and kind of just ask him to come in for an interview. And that's what he said. He said that, 
you know, I've got a full-time job. Like I just, you know, I can't really compete with how, how competitive it's got here. So, you know, I paid the money for these cheats so I, I can compete and I, I just don't have time to get good. And, and that was sort of his justification. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, and, you know what that justification yeah. sounds to me like? Bunch yeah. of trash. <laughs> you can't justify like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, Hey, you got a full-time job? That's good, man. That's how it's it's important to have a full-time job. We got to make we got to make that paper, baby. But I don't know yeah. if that's an excuse for, you know, cheating, you know. I mean, that's why that's why there's rankings, you know. Supposedly you should exactly. be in ranked levels where you're not competing against people that are freaking savages. Yeah. You, you know, you do hear people like gaming the system somehow to get those easier lobbies, like even the, the good players, you know, and maybe maybe he got a little dose of that at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as I understand it, it's supposed to put you against people sort of in a tier that, that you, you know, there'll be some people better than you and then there'll be some new players like, like you know, just kind of a good little mix for you. And that's one of the things I think Warzone has gotten right at times. But uh, yeah, but yeah, in his estimate, it was worth the uh, worth the coin. All right, I want to read one more little chunk here, and then we should uh, bust out some concluders, final thoughts, ending comments, all that, all that jive. Uh, through its certainly frowned, no, excuse me, though it's certainly frowned upon by some players and developers, altering code is not technically illegal in the United States. Please, listeners, do not take that and run with it. (laughs) Uh, Well, it says, well, as long as you actually own the game you're playing, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act made it so owners of a game or any other digital software can modify it however they like, even if those modifications are technically cheating. Game developers have made several attempts to garner exemptions for certain game genres like MMOs, as it can feel like hackers break the game for everybody. However, as of 2018, there hasn't been any major movement. So, you know, it's important to mention the legality side of that, I suppose, as an ending comment. It's not illegal, but, you know, if you're cheating... I was going to say a bad word, but I'll save it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no. Look deep in your soul. Goose Fraba. <laughs> you have been killed. Goose Fraba. Let me spectate this guy. God, he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for myself, I want to go right up against like what is sort of socially acceptable. Like, like you know, if, if my, my monitor allows me to put a crosshair up, that's going to help my aim in a little bit. Like, like I'm probably going to go there, but There's nothing wrong as far with as that. something that's clearly illegal, um, you know, and, and not, not fair to the other players that I'm playing against, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop right there. I mean, unless we all go there, you know, and, and it's known. Yeah, and it's you know, not that, that in we're a, using that. Yeah, yeah, and we're not impacting other folks' gaming, uh, gaming experience. See, I think what you do, when, like using a crosshair overlay, is 100% fine because that's something that your monitor comes with. You're not changing the, the coding of the game. You're not using another program that alters the mechanics of the game. You're simply turning on an overlay that's going to make your aiming better, which is actually something that many pro YouTuber gamers advise. They recommend doing that to practice for first-person shooter games. So, mm-hmm. hey, you're using that little crosshair overlay? More power to you, baby. Yeah. You should get it tattooed on your neck. 
<laughs> Give me some contacts with crosshairs in them. KB yeah. on one side and then crosshairs on the other. <laughs> For life. Yeah. Get yeah. wrecked. Skirt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, so I do feel like, yeah, there's kind of a line there. And uh, I, I, I think we all know, know when we see it. Like, like you can't like define it exactly, but we know it, you, you know, it like, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, used to have a boss that would tell, ask me if I could pass the red face test when I was trying to get away with something at work and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had something there. That must've been hard though. Like, well, sir, I've just been fighting this freaking forest fire and you know, I'm, uh, my face is a little red from <laughs> the heat. That's <laughs> the black face test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dust and, and, uh, and dirt on your face. But yeah. Yeah, he had a point though. It's like you know, like like yeah, you know, it's like you, porn. You know, you, can, you know it when it. you see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't define it, but you know it when you see it. It's like, mm. yeah, it's like oh, that guy's here. using aimbot. Yeah. Oh, that guy's using some sort of cheat that yeah, allows him to mesh through the walls. the walls, or you know, that's God, that's a have, yeah. That's a big Dude, issue. In you arc. saw those videos, like where famous streamers get busted cheating. Like, like what? How? How? Talk about the red face test. Gosh, like, man! Some of them on freaking like, uh, on some of the e sports, like huge competition. Like, there's a couple that got in a lot of trouble live, like in the moment. Yeah. Banned. I do. I mean, it's a wonder they get out of there alive. Like, I mean, imagine <laughs> a bunch of little nerds chasing you down out of the building. Yeah, that have also got just as much stress and and everything at, at risk that you did that made you feel like you should do that and and you know if you'd have got away with it you would have took you know you'd eat their cornbread like damn <laughs> cornbread yeah um so yeah gosh yeah there, you know listeners there's a bunch of really cool videos um. On the Game Ranks channel on YouTube, I mean, you'll find it. It's it's one of my favorite channels to go for, you know, top ten lists, top five lists, uh, uh, game news and stuff. Really great videos. And if you just type in Game Ranks cheats, you know, four, five, maybe six videos will pop up, which is some cool cheat code uh, videos and history and people that have gotten caught, cheat codes that were discovered, stuff like that. The ones of people getting caught are kind of funny because they. They actually mentioned those kids from Japan that got prosecuted, man. And there's like they show a picture of them all, and they're all just like, oh, so scared, <laughs> poor kids, man. You imagine going to court for playing a video game, like Japanese judge no. screaming at you in Japanese. I, that scared the shit You're out of me. Going to bro. court, imagine when you got to jail, and they're like, "What are you in for, son?" <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pull your pants down. Jeez, no. <laughs> you might as well just go in there with no pants. <laughs> No pants cheat. <laughs> yeah. You're probably not going to cheat when you get out of there, like, any, ever again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's really when you need that no clipping cheat turned on. <laughs> you just clip your ass out of that prison, boy. <laughs> I'm going to clip my ass right out of here. Peace. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, yeah. you got anything else for me, Chuck Tomahawk? Anything else for the listeners? I think that's it. Uh, you know, just like I, I just like to frame up the fact, you know, that, that we're kind of looking at things from old and new perspectives and, and you know, the kind of where these uh, initial cheat codes developed into sort of the 
you know, you have a free to play game today that we're doing micro transactions in, uh, you know, I think, I think like, like seeing that, that link to the past is, uh, it's kind of neat to me and just, just want to point that out again. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Well, shoot, I don't have really anything else. And, um, I actually, I got to jump out of here kind of in a, in a quick, yeah. quick rush. So, Hey, if you like the episode, have any comments, uh, any tips or tricks for us, advice, recommendations, anything like that, or if you just want to hit us up and say hello, you can email us at ovoxandchuck at gmail.com. That is O-V-O-X-A-N-D-C-H-U-K at gmail.com. We love you. Chuck Tomahawk, I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Peace out. Peace out. Hasta pronto, hermano.